The Productive Woman, Episode 257. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm delighted to share with you my conversation with healthcare professional, mom, and grandmother, Jana Ariano. You'll find more information about Jana, along with links to resources she recommends and the ways you can connect with her online, all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 257. This episode is brought to you by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. They provide learning pathways for those seeking career advancement or personal enrichment through a wide range of educational opportunities, including certificate and specialized studies programs, short courses, and strategic partnerships. 100% online courses offer convenience and flexibility and a real immersive online classroom experience, even collaboration with your peers. UCI Continuing Education can help you gain an edge in your career, make a career transition, or simply help you become more knowledgeable in an area of interest to you that provides you with the flexibility to stay on top of your game in your current role while preparing you to level up. They offer open enrollment, which means there are no applications to complete. You just log in and sign up. You can enroll in a certification program or just pay for a single course that you're interested in. You have control over your academic plan. As you're listening to this, if you're listening right after this episode has come out, the fall quarter is coming up and registration is open now. To find out more, visit ce.uci.edu slash tpw and enter tpw for 15% off one course. I'll say that a little more slowly, and, and I will have a link to this in the show notes. So if you're driving and you can't remember this, just go to the show notes for this episode to get the link uh, to get more information about this program. But it's ce.uci.edu slash TPW and enter the code TPW to get 15% off one course. And keep in mind, this offer is only valid until December 31st of 2019. And now let's get right into my conversation with Jana. I'm so pleased to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Jana Ariano. Jana is a healthcare professional with over 15 years in radiation oncology. And then later on, recently, I think she has created her organization called Her Move Now as a platform for women to learn from the experiences of other women, build relationships and build confidence to make their next move. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit in this episode. Jana currently holds a position as an administrative director for a healthcare organization, and she's also a co-treasurer for the Greater Riverside Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and serves in spe- several 
positions for the local Toastmasters organization. And if that's not enough, she's also working on her second master's degree in healthcare informatics. She's a mom to three children and a grandmother to two beautiful little girls. And I've really been looking forward to talking with her about how she is making a life that matters. So welcome, Jana. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this time. Well, I'm delighted to have you. You've got a lot going on. We're going to talk about some of that and how you're getting all that stuff done, uh, what tools and systems and approaches you use to manage all of that. But I think um, before we get started, maybe you can maybe tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. I just hit some highlights. What else do we need to know about you, Jana? Well, I am a mom first. I have three children. Two of them are older and one is still a minor. So he's 11 years old. Autistic child. It's been the heart and soul of my life right now. And I am a grandmother. Um, Aside from all that, I am a professional. Obviously, I, I worked in radiation oncology for about 15 years as a radiation therapist. I moved over into management after finishing my first master's degree. I started building EMR systems and getting into the analytic data of the EMR systems and really found a love in that. So I went back for my second master's. In all of that, I learned that I could not public speak. Mm -hmm. It was a detriment to my career. So after failing really bad, I walked into a Toastmasters organization and started to work on public speaking. From that, I have literally changed my entire life. Um, Just takes one thing that's holding you back and everything kind of falls into position. And I started training and teaching um, healthcare organizations on leadership. And then I started the Her Move Now because we decided we were gonna have an International Women's Day celebration. And in the planning, someone said, do you have speakers? And I thought, no, here I am a public speaker. I didn't even think of that. And the event was so moving Mm. that we created an organization called Her Move Now and started putting on these events quarterly to bring in women to learn from other women. Lots, lots of neat things going on. I mean, you, it's interesting that you talked about how your, um, weakness in public speaking was holding you back in your career. I think a lot of us have that trouble and, and not just women. I mean, men as well, uh, you know, the old adage is that people would rather, you know, rather die than speak in public. And I know that Toastmasters is an organization built around helping people get better at doing that. Can you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like for you? Why, why you got involved in Toastmasters. I mean, you sort of mentioned why, but um, what what did you get out of that experience? When I went to go public speak, so I, it started in Las Vegas at a manager's meeting, and my manager set me up for pure success in front of all the sea suits. And I went up there, and I laugh and call it the Scooby-Doo shaggy shake, mm-hmm. the knees rattling. I didn't know it was humanly possible until I did it. <laughs> And then I heard someone in the audience say, look how scared she is, her knees shaking. Mm. Now, I'm the type of person that I will only do something like that once and you'll never see it happen again. Mm. So that Friday, I came home and I went to I got to work on this skill and I went into a, a Toastmasters meeting. 
it took a little bit of training, a lot of bit of training, let me rephrase that, every week going to Toastmasters and working on this skill. Mm. And from that, you know, that training itself, and even being a manager, because you have to speak up in meetings or you have an idea and, and you don't feel confident when you're in a room of 30 people to think that your idea is relevant or what will they say? So really what it did, it wasn't just about the public speaking, but it was about building the confidence to speak up in different aspects of my life. Mm. And and Toastmasters has, they have like branches or whatever, kind of all over the country, don't they? They're international. Oh. So they're everywhere. They have them in every city, every state, every country. I, I don't know exactly how many countries, but they're everywhere. And one of the benefits that I got not only was just the public speaking, but the leadership skills. Mm -hmm. So you learn to put on meetings and how to run a meeting and, and, you know, organize a meeting. And now I find myself in this director position where I'm on advisory committees with, you know, a lot of the big healthcare executives. And I have to put on board meetings and get these things ready. And without that experience, I would not be prepared for like I am today at this job. Yeah, well, that's and, and so we'll be sure and put uh, a link in the show notes for Toastmasters in case, you know, folks listening maybe are, are feeling that same sort of issue of, of their inability to speak up or speak in public is holding them back professionally or personally. This may be a good resource for them. So, so you've got a lot of other things going on. We've, we've talked about kind of who you are, what you, what you've got going on. And I want to talk with you about how you're able to do all these different things, get the things done that, that obviously all matter to you. And we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the tools and the systems, the approaches that you use. But I think before we get into that, I think it's helpful for us always to have a little bit of context for those things. Uh, what works for you might work for somebody else who has a, has similar kinds of situations going on in their life. So let's take a step back. And if there is such a thing for you as a typical day, what might that look like? Well, my typical day, because I do live 45 minutes to 50 minutes from the house. So, you know, I get up like everybody else, get my child ready, lunches and um, start the travel to work or to school and drop him off and then I go to work. That's my typical morning. From there, everything is work until the end of the day and then I kind of reverse that whole routine. So what I've done, you know, to answer some of that question is I've created systems along the way to make things efficient in my life. Okay. And so that's like, where do I live? You know, when I picked my home, is it near a grocery store or what is in the vicinity of that. I like to work out. So what gyms are in the area, um, things that my son need. And, and it's really a funny process, but I literally pick my home by my life because I didn't want to have the reverse and try to figure it out the other way around. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, because I, I'm going to go back a little, I'm a healthcare professional. What people don't understand, like when you work in radiation oncology as a radiation therapist, you're turning a room over every 15 minutes. Mm. So we created systems on how to get things done efficiently. So throughout my whole career, I always joked that if you wanted something done in an efficient manner, bring in an x-ray tech or a radiation therapist and, <laughs> and they'll figure out a system because you're doing probably back in the day, we would be doing 
30 x-rays on one person and you have to do it in a very systematic way in a very efficient time manner. Okay. And you, and you just learn to uh, apply that approach to life in general. Yes, I became a little bit OCD with those systems. And I think that now we, we hear it more. This radiation oncology was well in advance compared to where most healthcare is now, because now we're hearing it more and more in healthcare, mm. you know, standardization systems and efficiencies. Well, we were doing it 15, 20 years ago. Mm. Um, but I've transferred that into my life in how I do things and in, in the way that I look at things in my life. And so what are some of the the systems or routines, maybe starting with your morning, you, you gave us kind of the, the high level flyover of what your day looks like. Um, what kind of routines or systems do you have in place for your mornings to get yourself up ready for your day, get your child ready for the day and get out of the house on time? Well, I did speak to the fact that my son is autistic. Mm-hmm. So one of the other things that I had to learn is like checklists and to do things in the same way every single day. Now that was default. That wasn't me, but that was, we had therapists in our home and trainers in our home when he was early on in his toddler years. And we had to teach him systems of getting ready and things done. So me and him are kind of in partnerships. And I know this kind of goes high level, but it really is about doing the same things in a standardized way every single day. And I have to because one change in my son's whole routine is off and we're having a complete meltdown in the morning. So it's we literally taught my son, like, get up, do this, you know, do that, brush your teeth, do that. And so those kind of systems are already in place. You know, it could be things like I cook his lunch one time on Sunday night for the whole week. And and I know exactly I don't have to go and reinvent that well every single day. And what is he going to eat? So I do it on Sunday and I pack it for the whole week. And that way it's grab it and go and we don't have to think about it. You know, same thing with getting my clothes ready. Everything's preset beforehand. So I'm not having to waste that time during the morning. I'm trying to figure out how to get that done. And and do you do a week's worth of like work clothes or do you do uh, each each day's clothes the evening before? On a good week, I have a week or two set out and you will see my hangers set with outfits on them. Mm. It, it's really OCD almost to a degree, but that's how I function. And you would be surprised if you just did three days in advance. That's three days you wake up and you already know what you're you're going to wear and you don't have to think about it so much. Yeah, there's some real value in that. I think for for all of us. Uh, whatever our situation is, it's a question of what do you want to use your brain power for? And uh, in the morning, if you're trying to, you know, you've got certain things that need to be done, and you've got to be out of the house at a certain time, or, or you have, you know, whatever your plan for the day is, any decisions you don't have to make during that time, that's going to save you time. That's going to, and save you just mental and emotional energy. Uh, anybody who's, you know, stood in front of their closet on a morning when they need to get somewhere and thought, I don't know what to wear. I can't decide, um, you know, or I thought I was going to wear this, but it's, you know, it's missing a button or that thing's in the laundry. Anytime you've done that, you know what a waste of energy that is in the morning. And so taking the time to to think ahead um, buys all that time back for you. 
Exactly. And that's kind of where it came from for me. What was I wasting a lot of my time at? And what was some of my frustrations in the morning? And, you know, once I left scrubs, I, I had to wear regular clothes. <laughs> it was a transition for me of having to figure out what to wear every day. Because when you have scrubs, you just wear the bottom and the top and you're done. Yeah, that's funny. I, I It reminds me of way, way back when Mike and I were first married for a while. I was in management at a fast food place and the clothes were terrible, but I never had to think about what to wear. <laughs> And that's true. Like if you, the, where do we put our brain power? You know, most of it's going out to eat. Where are some of our biggest fights in relationships? What is, what do you want for dinner? What do you want for dinner? Yeah. yeah. You know, so. so any of that, that you can think ahead and, and sort of batch it, you know, make those decisions ahead of time for several days uh, that that buys you a lot of time, a lot of uh, mental and emotional energy that you can use for better things during the week. So I love that. Um, what are what are s- some of the other things? Um, do you have e- evening routines aside from? Obviously, you've you've told us that for your son's sake, he has to have certain things done the same way every time. Uh, for you personally, do you have any evening routines that help you? Um, stay focused, stay on track for accomplishing the things that you care about? What I learned was to pre-plan. So I started these project planning systems and it, it really helped because in my career and when I did the job change, you know, how do I get everything done with this new job? And I literally did a complete career change. I still work in healthcare, but it's a completely different industry in what I'm doing. And so there's been like a really steep learning curve. And, you know, I've had, I picked a job that I knew would align with what I was doing at home. So where where was I learning things and what was I needing to do at HerMiv now? I literally found a job that I could learn those skills and carry it over into HerMiv now. So a lot of the technology that I use at work, whether it's like a Join Me app or a Sparksheet, which is your project planning device, I incorporated that at home so I wouldn't have to learn two separate platforms and have two separate platforms, one for home and one for work. So I've kind of aligned my professional in my at home activities together so that it was just mainstreamed in. I wasn't going from this device and then having to learn 15 new passwords with everything. You know, that makes a lot of sense to to use the tools at home that where it makes sense, obviously, that you have learned and gotten skilled with at work. Correct. So a lot of that, you know, I, with the Hermit now, I've had to build up my webpage and I've had to learn how to use those mail, you know, emailing devices. Well, I was learning those same things at work. Mm. So I just created a streamline and did them together. And as I was getting paid to learn at work, this stuff, I would knew I would use it in, on my personal life and in, in my personal endeavors. So it worked out perfectly because I was getting paid to learn things that I was going to have to take time at home to learn anyway. Sure. Well, well, and let's talk about that. So you've got, you've had a career as a radiation therapist. You now are working as an administrative director for a healthcare organization. Um, you're going to school, you're doing the things with Toastmasters. 
why start a, a business or, or well, is her move now, is that a business or is it an organization that you're running? Now that's still to be determined. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had it for over a year and a half now mm-hmm. and I've changed it over. Like I said, we started out with one event, one event, and we continue to have multiple events and we do them quarterly. What it's come to is what you kind of let things evolve. Let me see where this is going to go. And the women keep coming back to me saying, when is the next event? And the the inspiration that I see coming out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it a business? Yeah. Am I making money off of it? No. But what is the value behind it? Uh, You can't even put a money market value you know, on that, a dollar value on it, because I've watched women come to me, the women have come to me and said, you know, after I left the event, I went back and asked my employer for a raise. Mm -hmm. I was overlooked for a raise. I walked up to him and said, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And she advocated for herself and was able to do that. From that, though, is I learned that women have trouble with public speaking. My life is really revolved around some public speaking. So now I coach women, too. You know, we work on not only the aspects of public speaking, but speech crafting itself. And so the organization, the Her Move Now organization, you described it to me in the materials you sent me as a platform for women to learn from other women's experiences, to build relationships and build confidence to make their next move. What it, What is that about making their next move? When you're doing the, you've talked about the events that you're doing, what sort of moves are these women wanting to make? Well, some of it's personal changes, things about themselves. Some of it's career changes. A lot of women want that promotion or they want to go for that next job or they want to change their industry and they're scared and they they get held back. They you know don't think they're good enough or they don't have the confidence to do it. When we see everyday women that have done it and go up there and speak in front of these events and say, I changed my career or in my career, I went for this position and then another position and then another position and how I was able to do it. They see that women have done it and they get inspired to do it themselves because they know if that woman could do it, then I could do it too. Sure. You know, learn from that. And so are these events, are they networking events? Are they educational events or a combination of both? What happens at at an event that's put on by the organization? Well, it really is networking. We bring in the women to meet each other because what I really wanted to do, and and I'll just go back a little bit. In one year, I found myself divorced, a single mom again. I just went into management and I, um, my older children left the home. So I was left alone with a lot of time. And this is about the time that I started to learn public speaking. And so I had to reinvent my life again. And this is probably the second or third time again I had to do it. So this time was really hard. Like here I am, the bottom pit, divorced, single mom, and no real friends group. So in different organizations I started getting involved, I started meeting a lot of women. And I saw that they were struggling with confidence too. So as I was working on building my confidence, I was around women that were kind of struggling. And next thing I know, I had a solid group of women supporting me in my everyday life. 
So her move now, we bring women together to get so that they can meet other women and make friendships and network and find people that will help them in their everyday lives. And is this just uh, going on in your local area or uh, is it national? Well, it is only going on in my local area right now, but we've just started the podcast to take it more digital. Oh, you're doing a podcast. What's the name of the podcast? Her Move Now. <laughs> okay. We'll be sure and put a link in the show notes for that. So you're going to be talking about some of these sorts of things to get that information out to women uh, who may be you know, are like you were at that stage and wanting to make a move, but not having, not feeling like they are prepared or, and don't have, lacking maybe some confidence to, to make whatever that move is that they want to make. Is that the podcast kind of addressed toward that? Yes, the podcast is women focused and it is to help women reinvent their lives and make the changes that they want to. And Sometimes it could be changes that they want to, or sometimes it could be changes that life gives them. Mm. You know, we all, like for me, I found myself divorced again, and that really wasn't the position I wanted to be in, but life happens, and I was a single woman again. How did I reinvent my life? You know, women need to be encouraged by other women to say, okay, I've been there, and this is what I've done. And this was the challenge I had, and this are the steps that I did to overcome it. Absolutely. That's, that's great. What a great resource that you're putting out there, Jana. I love it. Well, let's talk about uh, some of the, uh, you know, some of the productivity kinds of stuff, because what you're doing a lot of important things. Um, and I, I'm real curious about how you're able to get these things done. But let's start with this. Uh, what do you, well, backing up, you know, every person's life is different. You know, we all have different elements to our life, different challenges that we face as far as staying productive, getting the things done that really matter to us. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life, getting the things done that you care about? My biggest challenges is probably time sometimes. Um, trying to fit it all in. Mm-hmm. So I've had to get really creative about that stuff. And um, number one, saying no to things that really probably aren't as productive. I, you know, you don't catch me in bars on the Saturday afternoon with my friends. <laughs> and the other thing is, I don't even go into a grocery store anymore. Mm-hmm. My family laughs at me. They were like, no, we know you. I, I don't. And we're, I had to figure out ways to cut things out that someone else could do for me. Mm-hmm. So Instacart has been a, a lovely best friend of mine. <laughs> Amazon knew who, who I was and had me down packed when they created Prime. <laughs> so, you know, there's so much out there. And fortunately, I live in a city that it, it's available to me. But I order my groceries online and get them delivered. Mm. I, you know, order... I, I buy luck. I text my friend the other day. I was like, is it bad that I just ordered house soap from Amazon? Like, <laughs> you know, you think of Amazon of big ticket items and things that you need, but everyday supplies. Yeah, they're on there. Yeah, they I mean, really, there's almost nothing you can't buy from Amazon. And I've, I've got a friend uh, who actually was a guest on the show a year or two ago. Uh, she's a very busy professional woman. And she has, she uses the Amazon, the prime service that um, where you can just automatic uh, 
you know, renewals of certain things. They, it, it just once a month she gets her dog food or, you know, different things, paper towels, different things like that, that she uses regularly. It's just on a regular delivery schedule from Amazon. And um, she also uses grocery, you know, whether it's Instacart or other things like that. Uh, what are some other things that uh, tools that you're using or systems that are helping you uh, make the most of your time and get the things done? How, well, first of all, how do you keep track of all this? Are you a paper calendar girl, an electronic? What it, what works for you in, in terms of keeping track of all these different commitments that you have and making sure you are where you're supposed to be at any given time? Well, I used to be a paper girl and I'm a notebook junkie. So you'll find me with like five to 10 notebooks, but it's not very efficient and it doesn't keep me aligned. So again, because my work uses Microsoft calendar, mm-hmm. I've merged my systems into the same calendar. So I know if I have a night event at work and what I have going on at home with my son or me. So it really is probably the most efficient way right now because it just blends my work and my home together and i even have family shared calendars so you know one of my good friends that we kind of work together i'm able to see their calendar and see what they have going on so i know what utilization they'll be or where i need to help or where they can help me and the biggest thing i have to say is is sometimes i do need help so my mother was wonderful to me and she did my laundry forever I haven't done my laundry and I'm not a princess by any means, but it was just she knew how hard I was working. And, you know, I only did this job change three months ago. Oh, okay. So before that, I was running an entire cancer center and managing the cancer center, treating the patients, running a whole building. So there was a lot of responsibility on me when I was there. So, you know, I needed help because a lot of times you take that work home with you. And I still do to this day, I'll take work home on the weekends. But, you know, trying to get it all done, I really have to calendar things out. Yeah. Well, and I I love what you're uh, what you're saying about sometimes we needing help. We all need help sometimes. And I think a lot of times we as women feel like, well, I should be able to do all this. So I love that you are willing to look for the resources that are out there, whether it's a friend or your mom or whoever, and, you know, accept help from someone who's willing to do, you know, take on parts of these. You in order to accomplish the things that matter most to us, we have to look at all the things that need to get done and really be honest with ourselves about what, what am I doing that doesn't need to be done? First of all, then what am I doing that needs to be done, but it doesn't have to be done by me. And there's no reason your laundry has to be done by you. If there is someone you can, you know, trade resources with or pay for help, depending on what your circumstances are. And so I, you know, to me, you're setting a good example of somebody who knows what matters most, you know, you've got these, these uh, commitments that you've made professionally and and personally to your son and 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 then looking where are the resources I can call on to help with these other things that need to get done but don't necessarily need to be done by me personally. 
And that's exactly true. You know, it took my my siblings because I'm really close with my brothers. Um, one of my brothers happens to live with me and the other one lives a block away. Mm-hmm. So I moved closer to be with family and they make fun of me because, you know, my mom did my laundry and my mom somewhat cleaned my house. But and I now I have a housekeeper that comes in once a month for the major cleaning. I, I just don't have time to do a lot of that stuff. And if I could utilize my time in number one in another process to make money, because on top of all that, my season's coming up. I failed to mention I'm a healthcare broker on top of all of that. <laughs> so, you know, it's and it's navigating my time. What season is, what can do now, where where do I need to kind of adjust my time? I'm constantly analyzing what's going on. Even with the Her Move Now, the live events, you know, I'm putting one off a month because I realize I haven't had time to really focus on that with this career change. And that's important right now because that's my bread and butter. That's how I serve, you know, support my family. Sure. So, you know, it's constantly looking at things, reevaluating them and keeping your priorities straight. Um, I have a life plan. You know, I work from a plan. I, I have where my goals are at, what I want to do and what I need to do to get there. But in all of that, it's where does my son need to be? Where are my other children and how do I effectively get it all done? Yeah. And, and I think that's a lesson for all of us. I think thinking about these things and being intentional about what we're doing with our time, recognizing the season we're in and, you know, what, what can be accomplished by say a new mom with, with a couple of, you know, preschoolers and a new baby, what she's going to be able to accomplish may be different from somebody say in my stage of life where my kids are grown and and out of the house and recognizing that we, we, we have seasons of life and what season am I in right now? What needs to change so that I can accomplish what matters most to me during this season? What can be put off to a later season? uh, And where can I find people who can help me accomplish this? And at the same time, where can I be a resource for somebody else as well? And and that's really true. And that's really the point of it all is where we're at in life. My daughter is a stay at home mom with two children and runs 30 miles a week and, and is doing marathons. I can't, I don't have the time to run (laughs) that much anymore. You know, I taught her well, she's carried the legend, she's doing good. I can't run like that anymore at this time in my life. Um, But you don't catch me, I'm unfortunately have trouble because I don't even know what Games of Thrones is. (laughs) You know, I don't watch TV. We don't have a TV in our home. And I think I've watched a couple of documentaries in the last two years. So that goes, there's not a lot of time to do a lot of those things that that are considered a lot of wasteful time in society, but, you know, the times that people enjoy, I don't do those things. And so what do you do to take care of yourself? Uh, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that watching TV is self-care, but how, with, with all the things you're doing professionally, with the organization, with Toastmasters and, and your studies, how do you take care of yourself, Jana? Self-care is really important to me. My health is my wealth. I used to weigh 100 pounds more like 20 years ago, mm. and I lost it all, and I've maintained it off. 
So number one, if I cannot get to the gym, you don't want to be around me. (laughs) So again, in efficiency, my gym is right close to my son's school. You know, me and him go there. He does his homework. I work out. We go home. We do that a couple of days a week. It's not every day like I used to, but we do that. I've changed my entire gym garage into a gym. Mm. So I have a half rack. I have elliptical because it has to be somewhere where I could get to it so that I could just go out there, get it done and and be done with it and still feel good about myself. So that's why I probably say I don't watch TV because at time I'm probably sitting in the garage or I'm at a gym. So those things are really important to me. Um, I do get delivery systems for different shakes so that I don't have to sit there and cut the vegetables and the fruits and all of that. I just go in the freezer and dump it in the blender and I'm done with it. So that part I, you know, I do, but that's, you know, what I do for fun. That's probably it is I love working out. Um, and then I love spending time with my family as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. It's not a whole heck of a lot of time. So I live a block away and my friends. So a lot, you know, I'm the, with the Hispanic greater chain, the Hispanic, let me rephrase that. <laughs> the greater Riverside Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. All of my friends are members are on the board. So as I work and do things, you know, we were at a golf tournament on Friday. All my friends are there and we're working together and we're getting things done and we're spending time together. The best kind of multitasking, Jana. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I have a lot of friends in Toastmasters every Friday morning. I'm with a group of just really good people. So I've been able to build friendships around the organizations that I'm involved with and people that I work with, you know, every day, even the Her Move Now. There's it's not just me. There's been a group of women supporting me throughout the whole thing, you know, helping me pay for things and helping me get speakers. And those women are part of my everyday life as well. So I do, you know, get a little good friend time here and there, but we're all busy women. So whether it's a group text or whether it's face to face, we we get to visit with each other. Yeah, it's important to maintain those connections and find ways to do that. And I, I love that you're uh, what you said about building relationships around the organizations that you're involved in. So you're combining something you're passionate about with people you care about and um, kind of doing those things at the same time. Uh, what a great way to kind of organize your life to to make sure that you are building those relationships and maintaining them and also accomplishing things that you that are important to you. Yeah. And unfortunately, through the years, you notice as we talk about seasons of life, there are people that, you know, used to be here that aren't necessarily here anymore. And it's not that we have bad friendships or but times change. They grow. I grow. And that's been hard for me to accept because, you know, I miss those women deeply or those people deeply. But you really have to reevaluate where you're at in life and what's serving you right now. And if it's not serving you, you have to kind of let it go. Yeah. Well, you you obviously have spent quite a bit of time thinking about these things. You're very, it, it sounds to me like you're very intentional about how you've structured your life. You talked about, you know, moving closer to family so that you have not only can maintain those relationships, but you can maintain that support system for each other, not just them supporting you, but you're there to be able to support them as well. And um, intentionally choosing a home 
that's in a close radius to your child's school, to the gym, to a grocery store, the things, the, the resources that you need for your everyday life so that it's kind of a, 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 an efficient setup for your life. It sounds to me like you, you've developed systems, you've found tools that work for you. You've got all these things in place that it sounds like you've done them on purpose uh, and very intentionally in a way that works for you so that you can accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. But with all that in, in mind, all the, the steps that you've taken to kind of organize your life and get things set up, I got to ask, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you just get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? Oh, I do have those days. <laughs> and some days they come with meltdowns from my son. And it, it is hard to try and stay on track. And with this job change, I've had to learn a lot of things. And I found myself recently like, I just am not on my A game and it's taken some reflection. So I started meditating. Mm. I actually brought in a woman to my home and said, okay, you got to teach me this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm doing it right. So I need someone to show me because my mind just goes, you know, I'm constantly thinking or trying to figure out systems or trying to figure, you know, I could save the world and figure out all of the problems at midnight so I brought her in because I'm like, I need to be able to calm down and relax and, you know, really escape and find a way to kind of navigate my life. And with everything that I've read, I do a lot of reading and I was like, OK, I need to learn this. So I brought a woman into my home to teach me meditation so that I could, number one, feel unbalanced with myself, even when the world around me is a little bit unbalanced. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the steps that I took in, in its self-care as well. But it also helps my mind really kind of grasp ideas and really get a hold of um, what's going on around me. I've also started fasting and doing some intermittent fasting. And what I've learned from that is that it teaches me somewhat self-control, but also helps my mind. So I guess in all that to say is I really started working on my brain because I wanted to really feel that that I'm able to think things through in a proper manner and not work from a base of emotional, you know, outbreaks when things happen. Yeah, that's and that's almost for most of us, certainly for me, that's like a a big job, a long term job working on my mind, learn on my brain, learning to manage my own thinking. Um, and for me, that's a big one when I have one of those days that things kind of just go crazy or I go crazy or whatever it is, learning to take that step back to pause to reflect to do some meditation or just some breathing just remembering to breathe in those those situations and then watch myself think and you know where did my mind go that took me to that crazy place and how do i get back um so i i love that you're doing that and and it's a good reminder i think for all of us to to really uh, the more we learn to uh, manage our own minds the happier, the more peaceful, and the more productive we're going to be uh, overall. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
one of the things that that I learned is to be thankful and appreciative. Mm. So even when things go bad, I tend to go, okay, well, there's a reason. You know, the universe knows better than me. So for example, I got hit twice last month in my car. Oh, <laughs> literally had my car out of the shop for a week and someone slammed into it. And I just thought, man, the money they put in this car, I could have had a brand new car by the time both accidents were done. It literally was more than what I paid for the car. But I had to stop and say, okay, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. And when things don't go well, I, I literally have to stop and say, okay, number one, what did I learn from this? And to be thankful because, it, you know, situations happen for a reason. Yeah. And and that really, I mean, in this new job, um, my staff member, because I, you know, I managed the company, she came to me, she goes, but that's your outlook. Like you always say, what did I learn from this? You know, I, I don't try to be perfect. And I think essentially that's it. I don't try to be perfect at everything. I mean, it sounds like it. I got some systems in place, but I really am not aiming for perfection. Yeah, I'm aiming to learn and perfection is not learning. So I'll never be perfect <laughs> because I constantly, I love learning and things will teach me and whether it's a life lesson or a valuable tool, you know, what did I learn when it didn't work out? That's yeah. A great perspective to have. So Jana, what is, what's on the horizon for you? What do you have coming up either professionally or personally that you're looking forward to and, and excited about? Professionally, um, I'm really excited about my job. I, I took this career change and when I left my organization, I worked in that same building for 15 years. Mm. So it was really hard because I got really comfortable. And when I was leaving, everybody said, I can't believe you're leaving. I wish I had the courage like you do. And that, I mean, I heard that a lot, but I went into this new career and I get a bigger footprint in healthcare and the direction of, of building a bridge between healthcare and social determinants of health, which I won't go too deep on, but I'm really excited about that. And it has to do with like electronic devices and I nerd out with it. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing is to help women. Yeah. I, I love the aspect of public speaking. I love what we have done with her move now. I think that there's an opportunity that it will just continue to grow. If I am able to help three women or one woman, you know, one person just build their confidence in public speaking and be able to help them grow, you know, personally and professionally, that excites me. Yeah. You know, I want women to have the courage to speak up and to negotiate for their job salary or their title. I I negotiated my job salary and my title. I would have never done that before. Mm. And I love that. And that's a point you made earlier. And and you just kind of reiterated it, it, that I really like that reminder that public speaking is about more than just, you know, getting up on a a platform standing behind a podium and talking to a crowd. It's also speaking up in that meeting and making sure your ideas are heard, that you're able to make your contribution or, you know, speaking up in any kind of situation where there are other people around and being able to, to get your voice 
out there. And and so I love that you're helping women do that because it's so important for all of us. Jana, if, if there's somebody listening who would like to learn more about what you're doing, or maybe has a question for you, where can they connect with you online? What's the, what's the easiest way or the best way for people to find you and find what you're doing in the world? We do have an Instagram and a Facebook, a Her Move Now. Um, we do have hermannow at gmail.com. We have the website that is still under construction, so it's not perfect, but it's getting there. Okay. Um, hermannow.com. And we will be putting out, when I told you about the podcast, it's going to be coming out within the next couple of weeks. So we're still kind of working out some of the um, technology. Sure aspects of it, but we'll, we hope to be live within the next three weeks, have our first one out. Okay. So hopefully by the time this episode is published, it'll be out. We'll be sure to include links to the website, the Instagram, all of that, uh, in the show notes for this episode. And uh, it, hopefully the podcast will be live by then. And we'll put the link for that in there as well. So that uh, anybody who's interested in learning more about what you're doing with her move now or you know, whatever else, uh, we'll know how to find you. Um, this has been so great, Jan. I appreciate so much you taking the time to talk with me. Before we go, do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for help or maybe just a word of encouragement and and getting the things done and, and making a life that matters? What would you say to her? I would just tell her to keep moving and learning because ultimately it, it it really isn't about going into a room and being perfect. It's about going into a room and trying it once and then going back into that room and trying it again and then going back into that room and trying again. And every time you go in, that's an action step that's going to build your confidence and give you the experience you need to to get to where you want to be. So it's not about trying something once, but it's about repeating that effort and learning along the way. So don't give up. Just keep going and moving forward. What great advice and a, a great reminder for all of us. Thank you so much, Jana. Thank you. I really appreciate Jana for taking the time to share with us her thoughts on how she manages her life, for her great suggestions, the encouraging words, and the good ideas for the rest of us. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed talking with her. I'd love to know what you think. Do you have any questions for Jana or for me about the things that we talked about on this episode? I'd love to hear from you. You can share your questions or your thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 257. You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. That's open to anyone. And for those of you who are members of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's also a great place to carry on the conversation. Of course, if you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can always email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you. Um, I think that's it. I want to say a reminder to check out the University of California, Irvine's Division of Continuing Education. If your goals involve an education, 
uh, or increasing your education this year. Fall quarter's coming up. Registration's open now. So visit ce.uci.edu slash tpw and enter the code tpw to get 15% off one course. And uh, don't wait. That uh, that only is good through the end of 2019. I want to say a special thank you to the University of California, Irvine Department of Continuing Education for supporting the Productive Woman podcast and productive women everywhere. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I want to thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Jana. I hope you found something in it that's helpful or encouraging to you. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Mm -hmm.